Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. I'm your host, the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne. In this episode, I'm gonna do things a little bit differently. Recently, I've been bringing on different people that are doing things, great things in the space, building great projects, uh, really to highlight because that's important for new people or people just trying to understand the space to learn. It's not just about price go up, price go down, what's being built. But this is a holiday week in the U.S. and, and really a short week for many people. And also, it's a global travel week, so I figured I'd jump in and talk about something that's coming, especially not just this week in the U.S., but really across the world over the next month or two. Many people are going to be celebrating holidays. So it's important to discuss some of the topics that may come up. And I, I thought it'd be important to start with my my history and how I got into this space and why I even started this podcast back in 2018. If you haven't been following me since then, you may not understand my story or why this is so important to me. So let me start there. And then we're going to talk about what you really should be doing as the market heats up. More people, if you're in this space or you understand the space, more people are going to be asking you questions with interests around this time. And it's really important to shift the conversation from price go up to what is this technology? What problems does it really solve? And why is it important to pay attention? So I'll jump back to my story. So back in 2016, I had a friend of mine mentioned something about Bitcoin. And I've been ignoring the space for a few years, heard about Bitcoin, kind of dismissed it, didn't think it was that important are really going to do a whole lot. Didn't really think it had much substance because ignorance. Ignorance is, is bliss, right? Didn't understand it. 2016, I finally decided to take a deep dive. And it started with me humbling myself and realize we don't truly understand what money is, how our financial systems operate. Now, we all know how to work for money, earn money, and potentially even earn passive money, passive income. But we don't really understand how our financial systems work. Why do prices keep going up over the years? And why does it accelerate sometimes more than others? And what is what are taxes for and how are they really utilized? And so I did this deep dive into the history of money because you have to dismiss the fact that even though our, for our whole life, we may have only known one type of money, there's been many different types of money over the years. Money is just an expression of value and it can be represented in many different ways. And there's different characteristics that make good money and bad money. And I, I realized I didn't understand that. And so then I dove into the Federal Reserve and at that point, I realized this system is broken. Uh, this system is rigged to really slowly rob those that are trying to save money. And it's it's really something that we have a problem and it needs to be fixed. And we're heading towards a crisis. And I started saying that back in 2016, 2017, uh, really talking about the problems with inflation, the problems with spending, uh, the problems with just blatantly printing new money. And many of us are living that today. I think more people are open to this conversation because over the last three to four years, we've experienced massive inflation, no matter what country you live in, some more than others, but we've all experienced it. And why is that? And what is a potential solve for that? And the solve for that, anytime there's a centralized currency, especially a fiat currency. Now, fiat currency is any money that is not backed by any asset. It's just paper. The only thing that gives it value is government decree. And every single fiat currency in the history of the world has eventually gone to its intrinsic value of zero. It's not worth the money, the paper it's printed on. Uh, a couple of years ago, I attended a Bitcoin conference in Miami, and there was a whole dumpster outside that had Venezuelan boulevards filled with it. And guess what? That wasn't hardly worth anything because that money had become worthless. People had lost trust. And really, it's trust. If we can trust that I can accept this as currency and use it later, then that can make, make it a good, stable currency. But the problem is there, there's a lot of issues in this current financial systems. Not going to get too deep into it, but I definitely recommend anyone that's up for it. If you want to either read The Creature from Jekyll Island or you can go to YouTube and search The Creature from Jekyll Island, you find many audiobooks. And I actually found the audiobook. If you speed it up, 
uh, to about 1.5 speed. You can listen to it in about five hours. Uh, it's a pretty long, you know, pretty long book, but over a short, very few short settings, you could get an idea of what that system is. And yes, that's about the U.S. and the Federal Reserve, but I can guarantee you that that story has played out over again in every single country right now. So it's important to understand what Bitcoin is, what decentralization is, why it's important, and also embrace the volatility. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is very volatile, and not every cryptocurrency is going to make it. There's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies, and many of them are crap. I'm not going to dismiss that, but there are a select few that are really going to change the world because they solve a real problem. They, they solve an issue that we need, and there's many people that are building on these different distributed ledgers that we call blockchains uh, because they realize that a, a true and good blockchain gives open access to anyone. It's borderless. Anyone can uh, can access it, and it's permissionless. Anyone can transact on it. You don't need permission from a network. When you go to open a bank account, you have to get permissions. When you go to swipe a credit card, you have to get permissions and approvals, and you know, when you when you do a Bitcoin transaction or, or other cryptocurrency transaction, your transactions are confirmed. They're not approved because you don't need permission to transact. It creates a true peer-to-peer. -peer. And most of these industries that we see in the banking sector, all they've done is position themselves as a wedge in the middle between people and other people or people and businesses. And from that wedge they've created, they've created what's called vampire businesses. They suck value. They don't really provide much value but they extract a lot of value from themselves to enrich, enrich themselves and others that are involved in that space. And we see that. So cryptocurrency, blockchain creates a, an environment where you flip that on its end. There's no middleman. It's a true peer-to-peer -peer interaction. If you wanted to send me Bitcoin or I wanted to send you Bitcoin, nobody can stop it. Nobody can block it. It allows anyone to interact. And also borderless is huge because we live in a digital world. So if I need to pay someone for work they've done for me, whether they're in the Philippines or Asia or anywhere else in the world, I could do that instantly without having to worry about going through different payment processors that extract 10, 20, 30, depending on where they live in the world. Some cases, 40% of that value, and they take that. In many cases, they're taking from some of the poorest people in the world. So that's when I realized that this space actually has two problems. One being education. That's why I set out to do what I do is because education We've never seen anything like this technology and we don't understand it. And most people are clueless to the problem. If you don't understand a problem that something solves, you're not going to see much value in it. And so first thing is to educate people on that and show people that there has to be an understanding. First of all, what is money? What is the history of money? What is the history of the Federal Reserve? And then secondly, why is this technology important? And what can you do with it outside of just money? There's so many different industries that are tainted or rigged by a centralized control of power and using distributed ledgers like blockchains can really flip that on its end and give the power back to the people, to the consumer, to the consumer wanting to do direct business with that, that business, that entity. You can really flip that on its end. And so education is important to me. So I felt it's important for everybody to really sit down and understand what is Bitcoin, what is blockchain, what is cryptocurrency, what is money, and then have a better understanding. Now, that does not mean, now obviously everybody's gonna invest or want to invest in certain cryptocurrencies they believe in. And not everyone's going to be a winner, but guess what I've learned? I mean, if you study the history of investments, even if you're investing in the stock market, say back in the 2000s, not every dot-com company made it. In fact, most dot-com companies in, in the late in the early 2000s went bankrupt. And most of them went bust. And some of them probably had good business models. Some of them were just too early, uh, bad timing, just, just different things that may have caused them to fail. So just because something makes sense doesn't mean it's always going to make it. So there's always risk in everything. 
And then understanding that you can at least start to make better, better decisions, better assumptions, and you can start to really pay attention to what's happening in the space. The more you become a student of the space, the better chance you have of making better decisions when it comes to investment. That doesn't mean everything's going to win. There are certain projects that I thought over the years, man, this is going to be great. This is going to really be a home run. And they didn't. And there was others that surprised me that were. And so that's why it's important to become a student of this industry, because this technology is going to take hold and it's going to give give way to many different careers, many different people are going to be able to work in this space like I've been able to do. Uh, and it's going to really it's going to really change the world for the better if more and more people understand how to adopt this technology, how to utilize it and and then become become a student of it. And secondly, the outside of education, the second thing that I felt was important uh, for this technology to take hold was the fact that there had to be better user interfaces. <laughs> now, cryptocurrency, blockchain, wallets, they're all clunky. They're all hard to use. And we've got to make it to where it's easy for people to use because some people don't care about the decentralization. They don't care about all the different things that we may care about in terms of how this technology empowers the people uh, because maybe they don't understand it yet. They just want to know, does it work? And if their first experience of getting in and sending Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency to somebody and making a mistake, sending it to the wrong address, sending it on the wrong chain and losing their money, they're going to flee back to safety, to those centralized systems that have always worked for them, even though they may not realize the importance of, of this and why you'd want to jump in to, uh, you know, in, into this cryptocurrency space and why it's so important. So it's important that we make those processes super easy to use. And that's what's been being built. That's what we've done at FIO. That's what we partner with a lot of different wallets and exchanges and other places just to enhance that experience to make it super easy. We're sending cryptocurrency as easy and, and stress-free as sending an email. When you send an email, you don't worry if the other person got it or is going to the wrong address. You just send it. And if you type the address wrong and you send it, it, it stops you. It lets you know, hey, you know, you're trying to send. That's not a valid address. You can't send to that. So those are the things that I would challenge you to look for is what are those places that are making this, this super simple? There's many different technologies in the world. I always give an example of iPhone. I'm not an iPhone person, but it's safe to say iPhone has made a very successful business model. And it's not the best phone in the world, but what they have been able to do is simplify that user experience. So when that user gets in there, it's simple and easy for them to use. Many people are looking for that because they, if there's too much stress in using something, they're going to flee back to comfort and safety and what they know. So that's why it's important to do that. And then we've seen the evolution of what you may have heard as Web3, right? Web3 is in essence being able to give ownership back to the individual. Uh, you know, we, we use a lot of these Web2 platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and even Google. And those are those are controlled by central entities. Uh, and they, they've made a fortune selling our data. And this allows you to have the ability to be anonymous to control your privacy, but also to interact and connect to different platforms and transact, interact. Remember, money is just an expression of value. So you, it's not always going to be you're going to be spending dollars, you're going to be spending crypto. Uh, a lot of times your time is your currency. So you're going to spend time on these sites that give the ability for the user to have ownership of their assets, ownership of their data, and connect to different platforms. And that's what Web3 is. And I challenge you, if you are a business owner, a business professional, you should be looking at how can you integrate some of these Web3 elements to enhance your business. I don't incorporate Web3 elements like NFTs or a token or wallets just to say, hey, we, we've got a Web3 element. That's not important. Just like saying putting something on a blockchain just to say it's on blockchain. If it doesn't really solve any problems by being on a blockchain, then you don't need to do that. But find the elements that it can improve, 
enhance, open up access for more people. When you solve those problems, that's where it's important. So how can your business interact and transact? And, and I've given several talks over the last year about this. Every business needs to have a Web3 strategy. Every business, doesn't matter what you do, whether you're a restaurant, whether you're a clothing store, whether you're a manufacturer, you, you sell online only. There's so many different things you can do. Digital assets, digital twins, um, NFTs. Many people roll their eyes when they hear about NFTs because they've only heard about the hype around certain NFTs, but not every NFT needs to sell for thousands of dollars. Not every NFT needs to be sold at all, right? You attend a workshop that I give, I'm going to give you a proof of attendance protocol. It's called a POAP NFT. And you have that NFT as, as a reminder, as a digital token to say, hey, I attended that workshop. I met that person. I did this. But guess what? As a business, I could say, hey, what? Okay, everybody that attended that talk, I'm going to run a special for you. And all you have to do is connect your wallet to my website. And you're going to get a discount if you hold that NFT uh, that I gave you whenever you were able to check out. As a restaurant, you can give a loyalty, create a loyalty program with NFTs. Uh, if you're a clothing store, NFTs can be utilized to prove authenticity. If you're selling designer clothing, imagine having an NFT digital twin of every single piece of clothing you sell to where that user can prove that, hey, this is authentic. I didn't buy this under a bridge somewhere. It's authentic. And so there's my challenge to you with this is this week, as you start to have conversations about crypto and Bitcoin and Web3, um, one, study up a little bit, learn a little bit about those topics to talk about because it's important uh, if you want to be able to advocate for it to encourage people where they can go to learn more and what they can do to understand more about this space. And for you, if you're listening to this, you're trying to figure out what do I do with this space, the market's eating up, where do I put my money? I would challenge you to become a student of this space. Start to understand what it is and start to accumulate a little bit. I tell everybody your, your level of investment in a space should match your level of understanding. You understand it a little bit, put in a little bit. You understand it a lot, start to put in more, but that is of your own, uh, your own design, your own, your own initiation. You're not taking anybody else's advice. You're not taking anybody else that says, Hey, buy this. Cause it's going to go to the moon. Forget that jump in and, and, and there's going to be certain projects you're going to see. They're going to have massive gains as the market starts to heat up and you're going to feel like you missed out. And the one thing I've learned in this market, you haven't missed out. It's all about timing. You miss one. There's going to be many more. And then even when this whole market starts to cool off again, uh, you're going to see opportunities to really get in, position yourself and do better in the next thing. Because as these adoption cycles happen, price goes up, price goes down. But I can tell you what's happening in the background is more and more people are adopting this, this technology. More and more industries and even countries are utilizing this technology. And so even though price goes up, price goes down, adoptions continue to move forward higher and higher and higher. And that's because this is better tech. Better tech always wins out. Nobody's using a pager anymore because cell phones work better. Nobody's, not many people are, are, are traveling by horses. I don't want to say anybody. Some people still travel by horses, but we use cars. There's better technology that's around. You know, nobody's using dial-up anymore because better technology evolved and it got easier to use. And that's what's happening in this space. So sit down, pay attention, become a student of the space. And uh, that's my challenge to you. So look up what we're doing at FIO. Uh, FIO.net is our website. Learn more about us. Follow us on socials. And if you're building something or doing something great in this space, uh, really to, to reach the masses, reach out to me, reach out to us. Let's partner up from a FIO side. And also let's get you on the podcast so you can share with the world what you're doing and educate people on how they can get involved in this space. So that's it. Hope everyone has a great week. Take care. We'll see you on the next episode.